Hey, it's Ben here. This episode is a little different than normal. It's called Entrepreneurs on E-Scooters. It's a new video show that we're developing, and it's where I interview an entrepreneur while riding an e-scooter around the city. It's pretty fun. So if you want to see the full experience, you need to go to entrepreneursonescooters.com where you'll find the video. Otherwise, have a listen to the episode here on the Self-Made Theory podcast. Cheers. So, Alison, Care App. Yes. Give me, what's your elevator pitch? Well, Care App really, at its core, is a communication and engagement platform for aged care providers. Yeah. And uh, I guess what it does particularly well is give families that reassuring window into the care and well-being of their loved ones when they receive care, whether that be inside residential care, like a nursing home, or whether uh, the loved ones are staying in their own home. Um, out in the community. Yeah, right. So, Alison, where did the idea come from? Well, CareUp really is a collision of my personal and professional lives coming together. Um, I uh, actually don't have a background in technology. I'm an occupational therapist. I came from... But, of course, you're running a tech company. I know, I know. Um, you know, sometimes I wonder how that uh, how that actually happened, but, but here I am. Uh, doing that now. Actually, it's really interesting. Uh, I'll get back to your question in a sec, but uh, people ask me, do I miss being an occupational therapist? Do I miss helping people? But um, the answer is actually no. And the reason is because through the power of technology, I feel like I can help people on scale. So I'm still, you know, deeply committed to and embedded in the world of, you know, supporting people to live well, but just using technology to do that on scale now. Yeah. I mean, I love I love nothing more than the bringing together of technology and healthcare, right? That's, my, that's one of my favourite things. Um, so this is really exciting. So in regards to um, why I started it, um, my grandparents um, are like 1.3 million other older Australians and they needed a little bit of extra help. Firstly, uh, it was in their own home and then, uh, and then they went into residential care. Yeah. But my um, my mum, who was their primary care sort of coordinator, is based here in Adelaide. Lives here in Adelaide. My grandparents live in Geelong. Yep. And uh, she found it really tricky to stay across what was happening yep. for my grandparents. And uh, you know, she she was really good. Like she would have conversations with them, with the with the nursing home and with the care providers. But it was highly functional conversations. Like granddad had a wound that needed lots of care and he had some hearing aid battery issues. And so she would speak to the nursing home and the care providers about these kind of things. But what was missed was the fact that, you know, my granddad would have a cheeky light beer on a Friday afternoon or uh, some of the cool activities that he was doing or the fact that he was helping the nurses, you know, fix the sliding door and all of that sort of information you know, would have made a huge difference. So how does it, how does it work? Well, typically we work with, inside residential care, we work with the lifestyle coordinators. Um, 
and I've got my own name for the lifestyle coordinators or the divisional therapists. So I call them the joy makers, the people yeah. who are responsible for or contributing to really support, you know, the seniors to live a rocking good life even when they're in the, the nursing home. Uh, so we work with the lifestyle coordinators um, who, will, who are generally responsible for capturing and coordinating uh, the activities that they participate in, yeah. those amazing moments, that moments that give people some reassurance that mum, dad, grandma, granddad, auntie, uncle yeah. are still living a good life inside residential care. Yeah. Uh, it was really interesting when my granddad went into care. And it was a really stressful time for our family, like huge guilt huge anxiety, huge worry about how he was going to go. And, but he did so well. He did really well. And he went from a guy who was really struggling to live independently at home to yeah. a guy who became uh, engaged and uh, socially involved. Yeah. Um, who would have a laugh. And so this is now something that you can share inside of the app. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right, yeah. all of those things. In fact, um, Care App's been likened to um, applications that people will use inside schools. Mm -hmm. uh, schools or childcare for parents to stay up to date with what's happening with their yeah. children inside. So Care App, you know, uh, is aged care's answer um, to what schools have been, have been doing. And this is not... Uh, this is not a challenge for people that's going to go away, right? We obviously have ageing population, uh, which is going to rise dramatically over the next 20 years, from what I understand from the statistics. Absolutely. It's, um, uh, ageing is actually, uh, you know, the greatest social and economic challenge that uh, we face. Yeah. And uh, I'd like to think that CareApp's going to be or is a really positive contributor to yeah. supporting uh, seniors to continue to live a really good life. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't gone for a good hoon on a scooter for a while. You just, <laughs> you just diverted from the path just so you could crank this thing up without any people, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> Don't quite go fast enough for me. No, they're like the ones in America go a bit faster. Yeah. But I think the. Um, so you spend a fair bit of time on these in America? Yeah, heaps. Heaps. Like all my shopping, like I just put a box on the front here. Right. And then I just like scoot like. I've gone to a few business meetings uh, to see some clients with my briefcase shoved down here. Yeah. Uh, if I have to go across the other side of the city. So whereabouts in America were you? I went around America last year, so through, started in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, popped down to Silicon Valley. Spent a week in Austin, in Texas, up yeah. to Houston, over to New York, Washington, and then quite a bit of time in Denver. So is that with, uh, with Care App as a bit of a study tour or? Yeah, so it started off uh, like that, as a bit of yeah. a study tour. And this view that, uh, you know, act local but think global yeah. um, and really get a true sense of what global looks like and get yeah. a sense of 
uh, competition, place in the market, how do you scale? But it ended up being um, an opportunity for us to raise capital. Yeah. And uh, so was that the intention when you went over there, or did it just naturally happen because you met people? I, I was invited to participate in a hyper-accelerator here in Adelaide. Um, it was an American-based hyper-accelerator that came to Adelaide, and yep. I applied and was accepted. Okay. And uh, so I did the hyper-accelerator, which then resulted in a pitch day yep. right here. Well, not right here, but uh, at lot 14. Yep. And uh, that pitch was live streamed back to the US um, where uh, I um, piqued the interest of some people over in Colorado. Yeah. Um, and I had the opportunity to apply to pitch to an event, pitch at an event um, that was being held. It's an Angel Capital Summit that's held in Colorado. And it was a super highly, highly competitive process and less than 10% of applications are accepted. So talk to us about the process from going from idea to cutting your first line of code. Like how did that process work? Uh, I would like to think that it was done with, you know, great strategic thought and um, <laughs> lots of planning, uh, but truth um, is it started out with a glass of wine and a beer in my kitchen, some sketches on a piece of paper and putting together a working application very, very quickly. Uh, so from idea to having something working and in people's hands was less than 12 weeks. And I think that's one of the reasons that, um, one of the things that we did really well was to put out a product uh, very, very early. It was by no means perfect. And in fact, CareApp continues to be, I like to think, perfectly imperfect. You know, we're always listening to our customers. We're always taking feedback on board. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think we continue to develop a better product um, for it. So push it out to our, push it out very, very early. Uh, got some confidence that indeed it was a very real problem. Yeah. And then we got to a point where I had to make a decision. Is this something that I wanted to pursue or not? When I, I guess, made the decision that yes, this was something I wanted to pursue, knowing that I probably wouldn't earn an income for a very long time. <laughs> um, Has that changed? Are you still are you there yet or not? Yeah, I, I'm very pleased. I do have a salary now, which is very exciting. <laughs> um, but you know, that's that's part of the process, isn't it? It's part of the risk that you take. Um, so, given you don't have a background in app development, yeah, you had this idea. You sketched some stuff out. Yeah. Who? How did you find people to do that for you? Uh, Adelaide is a beautiful place um, when it comes to these kind of things. Uh, you can network, you can ask questions, you can meet people and uh, so that's exactly what I did. Um, I looked for uh, referrals and I met a number of different people and I, it came down to 
the group that I ended up working with, uh, we just had a good relationship and you could feel that from the from the get-go. And did they were they invested in the idea? Like, yeah, did they absolutely. Get on board? They got it. I think there was a sense of I don't want to speak on their behalf, but it feels like there was a sense of personal connection there as well. And uh, that certainly shone through um, not only in the way that we work together but uh, in the way that we develop the product together yeah. as well. So I, I can imagine from a personal connection point of view, almost everybody would. Everybody's got mother or father or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle or somebody in their group who at some point um, is going to need more care. Oh, without a doubt. Like, I mean, it, you, you can't look very far um, without finding someone who, you know, doesn't have a loved one or doesn't know someone yeah. uh, who needs just that little bit of extra support um, as they as they age. Yeah. Uh, so it, you know, it's part of that the the growing challenge that we we do face. And I guess not only have we got people getting older um, and living longer, um, that bringing with it. more challenges around uh, their health status and their independence. Yeah. But as individuals, we're leading increasingly busier lives. Yeah. Um, our capacity to support our aging parents is, um, is becoming trickier. Yeah. Um, and we've all heard about the sandwich generation. We're looking after our children whilst looking after our elderly parents. Um, and then the other challenge that, brings, that comes into this is that uh, uh, you've got the, the geographical challenge like we face as a family. Um, we're not located in uh, the same city, not even the same state. And uh, for us, um, we care. we've actually got uh, users um, spread out all across the world uh, because um, families are now so geographically yeah, dispersed. dispersed. And yeah. is that is that typically most countries, or is it just Western countries, or is that fairly typical around the world now? It's an increasing trend, um, without a doubt. So, so when you went for your last capital raise, yes, can you talk through that process? Because I know that we spoke before it was happening, and you yes. said, "Oh, let's not do the interview until after it's happening." So, can you talk us through the process? Because yeah. I know a lot of people would be keen to understand how that works yeah. um, and the intricacies involved in doing that. So from start to finish, uh, it took uh, probably six months. Okay. Um, three, nearly four of it. Like it was pretty intense, pretty full time. Um, and what is focus, so what's intense about it? Uh, in regards to, I guess, preparing your business to have people um, look at it and review it um, to be able to clearly articulate what you're going to be using the money for and uh, what your vision is. And, and did you, know, you have to refine that over time? Absolutely. Going to the States was actually a really important part of that journey for me um, in terms of 
a really becoming super, super laser focus around what CareUp was as a product. Uh, so something that I learned when I was in the States was that the more, almost the more niche you are in this early stage, uh, the better off you actually are. Don't have big broad stroke visions. So for us, you know, it, we're not going to be this big uh, communication platform for aged care. It was being able to really, really drill down and articulate exactly what we were going to do. And, and do you think, and was that important to all of the investors or because America's a big place that was important or? Absolutely, and I brought that, I brought that vision back here to Adelaide and something when I, when I pitched in Adelaide and I think something that I did particularly well was when I did pitch was A, I didn't sell a perfect story, um, which is what you want to be able, like, you know, when you're pitching for money, you want to be, you know, sort of actually saying, hey, guess what, it's all roses and you're going to make, you know, lots of money and whatnot, but... Come give me your money and I will make you lots. Absolutely, but we all know, you know, the, the truth behind it, that it's, that it's really hard and that it's not perfect. And uh, the other thing that I did was I had done a lot of research on exits. And it seems crazy to be talking about your exit and your exit strategy when you barely got they a company. started. Yeah, that's exactly right. But investors want to investors want to know how they're going to get their money back, um, and uh, it's important for them to understand and have confidence that you know how to deliver on that. And given the refinement of pitch over time, if you were giving some advice to a new uh, startup, yeah. would that advice to be refined, pitch, refine the pitch, pitch to anybody because the more you do it, the more? Absolutely. It's so scary when you talk about your big, hairy, audacious idea. Yeah. Um, one of the things people worry about is uh, whether someone is going to steal it. Steal the idea. Steal the idea. Yeah. And so, so they won't. Uh, and the truth to that is really if the problem that you're trying to solve is big enough and important enough. There'll be competitors really anyway. A, a solution. Yeah. Someone somewhere else is already trying to have a go. So um, I think that's a an irrelevant argument. And the other thing is, if, you, if you're not talking about it, you're never going to get a customer, a user, um, you're never going to get any feedback. So I would, as much as possible, put your product out as quickly as you can, speak to as many people as you can, pitch your idea and uh, take that feedback on board. However, it's important to note that uh, not all feedback is good feedback. You have to be willing and prepared to back yourself um, in um, and, you know, let sometimes the best thing you can do is let that feedback go. So when we're talking about feedback yes. and how important it is, because you can't innovate in a vacuum, 
No, you can't. How do you tell the good ideas or the good feedback from the rubbish feedback? Well, it's actually really interesting. So the way we went about it was uh, in two different ways. So building technology, you've, you've got the luxury of having access to data. Uh, so we can see... So your user data? Yeah, user data. We can see how people are interacting with the application. We can see what's used, what's not used. Um, we can see how often it's used. Uh, so we can use real-time data to make informed decisions. Uh, and the other thing that we have done is that we've spent time building relationships with our customers. We're not a stranger to them and they know they can pick up the phone, they know they can call and uh, all of that feedback is, is taken into account. And in fact, it was really funny when I went back to Perth not that long ago, there was a new feature inside Care App and our customer was able to go, oh my God, that was my suggestion. Oh, brilliant. And uh, we're like, yep, absolutely. That's you right there um, in the application. And uh, that was pretty cool. So when you talk about a user, yeah. are you talking about a, a care provider or a family member or uh, the elderly person? Uh, all of them. Right. Yep, all of them. So we find that the majority of our users, uh, care providers, lifestyle coordinators um, and family members. I mean, yours has got the juice now. Yeah. I think I might. That's because I'm heavier. You think so? I'll give it a, I'm no, I'll give I'm it a, no I'm going to give it a manual scoot and see if that works. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I'm sure this is not how it's intended. No. So you've got all these users. Who pays? Where does the, where does the revenue stream come from? Yeah, so uh, the aged care providers pay us. Yep. So what's in it for them? Why is it the transparency that it provides? Or why, why would they? Oh, there, there's a lot of things uh, that's in it for them. One of the things that actually we were recognised on a national level for was for improvements in workforce efficiency. So we were the winner um, for best workforce efficiency or quality improvement in aged care. Right. Uh, I know, what an, you know, an amazing so where does um, accolade. The, so and where does the efficiency come from? Well, with, uh, when you are looking after someone, and, and we spoke about earlier, you know, the stronger a person's network of support, the better the health outcomes are. You're trying to communicate and coordinate and collaborate with lots of different people. Um, inside Care App, you do it once, and everybody um, is on the same page. So very, very quickly, ah, right. you've got um, amazing efficiencies uh, just in the communication piece. Doing the selling. Uh, that's me. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a while before I hand that over. I love it. I absolutely love it, Ben. Like being out there, meeting with providers um, is my most favourite thing to be doing. I think it's a really good thing. It's a good thing? Absolutely. I think there's nothing more powerful than the founder who's got the passion that sits inside of them selling the customers. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, that's really nothing, good. Nothing, yeah. Uh, and it's really interesting. A lot of tech founders don't have that because they're about the tech. Yeah. And you having that, I think, is a really, really powerful, uh, powerful story. Yeah. No, I, I, it's, it, we think, 
you know, Care App, I guess, is a, is a technology company. The problem is broader than that. Um, we're there to solve, um, you know, one of uh, aged care's greatest challenges, and that's how do we work together to support um, our senior citizens to continue to live a, a kick-ass life. Most of the story so far has been all the good things that have happened. Yeah. What if you messed up along the way? Oh. Come on, there has to be, there has to be a few things. Then you're going to make me own up to like making a mistake or few? There has to be at least a few. Okay. And I think it's important to tell other entrepreneurs, either fledgling or even people who have been around for a while, that, you know what, mistakes are important. Absolutely. Um, and I've made my fair share of them. Uh, uh, my very first pitch that I did, um, I, I, I didn't only just mess it up, but I ran off the stage. So could you imagine that? Like you're up there to pitch. What, through the pitch? Yep. So I got through like the first couple of sentences and then just froze and couldn't, like couldn't go on. Um, and that was pretty, that was, that was horrible and uh, the reason I, I kind of own up to it and it is because I was able to learn from that and the key takeaway from that for me was I actually took some advice on board around the pitch and that was to memorize every single line of my pitch and um, so to, to basically rote learn it and then to parrot that back at the time and, uh, and, rehearse, and rehearse, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and that, that doesn't work for me and I, I tried to rote learn it and when I lost my place in the sort of second sentence um, I didn't know where to go next that mistake I wouldn't have learned and I don't think I would have pitched so well to 400 plus investors over in Colorado in America. Exactly. And the key is neither of those scenarios work for everybody. I was running a workshop for some guys a little while ago on uh, doing presentations and we talked about the differences of in you're having all your material written, done, rehearsed, etc. And that really works for some people, really does. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's, it's really important for people to understand what their strengths are and yep. to play to those. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's important to, to pitch off and pitch early, try, try lots of things, because then you'll work out what works for you. Absolutely. So when it gets to game day when there's people really with money there, you're done, you're good. So Alison, thank you so much for your time this afternoon and for being our very first entrepreneur on e-scooter. Oh, my um, absolute pleasure, Ben. I remember we were talking about this ages ago and we floated this idea. I don't think you thought it was real. I didn't, um, I didn't actually think you were crazy enough to do it. Um, <laughs> And here we are. Yeah, and, and you went away like a true entrepreneur and made it happen. So, yeah, I mean, how cool. And I'm glad that you are an entrepreneurial e-scooter. Um, oh, no, we can't get down the steps. <laughs> that would make for some interesting filming. <laughs> and I'm glad that you're an e-scooter uh, 
evangelist, someone who's been on an e-scooter quite a bit before. Uh, I mean, what a great way to get around uh, the city landscape. And you get an appreciation as well for, you know, how beautiful the city actually is. I actually feel like I've been a bit of a tourist today. I know, like, tourists out in our own hometown. <laughs> um, so much fun. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, look, I'm very interested to see what happens with CareUp in the future. It's really exciting. And uh, thank you again so much for sharing your story. My absolute pleasure, Van. Thanks for having me. Cheers.